What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Packers. Your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And you are locked in the Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com network, which brings you the best NFL and college football news that you can find anywhere. And it is Friday, game day morning, with the Packers playing the San Francisco 49ers tonight. I'll be in the home office in Green Bay getting ready. Aaron Rodgers this week talked about the key to this game being hydration for the long road trip. Why well, I'm hydrating myself too. Caffeine and lots of it. Get ready for that 9 o'clock kickoff. And we lead off with first down, not to tonight's football game, but to the NFL's investigation of Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers into allegations made in the Al Jazeera America documentary alleging performance-enhancing drug use. As you know, those two were interviewed by the league on Wednesday. On Thursday, according to ESPN, no new evidence was provided to Matthews and Peppers during their interviews with NFL officials. I got a text message from a source close to one of those players on Thursday and said, quote, it's what we expected. I mean, and it really is what you expected, right? When the star, quote-unquote, witness in, into, into the, in that documentary recants everything he said, I mean, unless the NFL had some sort of some sort of paper trail or something along those lines, I mean, I'm not sure where this investigation was going to go, and apparently nothing else was raised. You know, I've kind of thought this all along, that this is just going to be nothing more than a dog and pony show by the NFL. I mean, it was, a, it was, it was pretty serious charges, some very big-name players involved with Matthews and Peppers, Pittsburgh's James Harrison, and Denver's Peyton Manning among them. I mean, if you're the NFL, I mean, you can't just sweep this under the rug, right? You know, even though, these, like I said, the star quote witness, you know, they said, ah, never mind, I didn't, I didn't really mean any of that stuff. I, th- I think as the NFL, you have to put up the appearance that you're investigating. But, look, this thing has drug on for months and months and months, and in, unless some sort of paper trail miraculously appeared or... Or something along those lines. It was hard to see where this thing was going to go anywhere. And you know, even if it did, I mean, what was what was the NFL going to do? It's again, it's one person's word against someone else's word. And if and without a positive drug test or anything along those lines, I'm not sure how it was possible for the NFL to ever punish those guys. So, you know, unless something comes up, or unless the NFL was not satisfied with Matthews and Peppers had to say, or maybe during its conversations with Mike Neal. Maybe those stories don't jive, but you know, at this point, it would seem like the Packers linebackers are in the clear. Okay, on to tonight's football game, and on to second down. First, we'll look at the offense. You might, once upon a time, this third preseason game used to be the, quote, trust rehearsal game where the starters will play the entire first half and then also come out into the third quarter to get that feel of coming out of the locker room and, and, and playing again after a 15-minute break. Well, you know, that's an absolutely antiquated notion. Now, nobody does that, but... I mean, at least Rodgers is going to play tonight, the first two preseason games. Aaron Rodgers is clearly looking forward to this game, too. As in his locker, what do you need to see out there from whatever reps you do get? Rodgers' answer was nothing. And we've talked about this already. Rodgers puts a lot more value into these into the practice reps and the game reps this time of year. Look, Green Bay's defense is really good. And when he faces Green Bay's defense, he faces a lot of talented players. He faces a Dom Capers defense, which is going to blitz. 
He's going to face a defense that knows his calls, so he can't really fool anybody. What's he going to see against the 49ers tonight? Vanilla. The, the Niners defense is okay, but look, I mean, they're not going to show anything. I mean, they're, they're going to keep their good stuff, mediocre stuff, bad stuff. All. I mean, they're, they're going to keep that stuff for the regular season, so... I don't, I don't think there's anything schematically going to challenge Rodgers tonight, and I don't think I don't think that talent-wise is going to challenge him all that much. So, so I, I understand where Rodgers is coming from, but I mean, what, what do you expect from the night? Well, I would expect Rodgers to come out throwing the football all over the yard. For the first two preseason games, they ran the ball a lot. I would think Rodgers is going to come out and throw the ball a lot to Devontae Adams and Jared Cook, two two really key players on this team. Adams is. Adams is mystifying. He is an incredibly talented guy. He's made more big plays than any receiver at training camp. He's more he's made more great catches than any receiver at training camp. He's probably dropped more passes than anybody at training camp too. I think it's important to get that guy going because he just I mean he really is a talented player and he can be an X factor on this team. It's important to get him going. I would expect Rodgers to try to get that get that accomplished tonight. And this will be the one and only game opportunity for Rodgers and News head end Jared Cook to get something going. They've had a, a strong training camp. Everybody remembers that first training camp practice where Rodgers threw three touchdown passes to Cook. He threw two to him this week. So I would expect Rodgers to come off firing to those two guys and to get him going here for the regular season. And beyond that, you know, I think I think I think it's the battles. You know, is assuming Nelson's ready for Week One, is it going to be Adams or Jared Aberdares as the third receiver? From a sheer consistency standpoint, I would say Aberdares has won that battle, but. It's hard to beat upside, so we'll see how that shakes out. And a couple of down the down the roster kind of battles. This will be John Crockett's chance to solidify his spot as the number three running back. You know, Brandon Burks and Brandon Ross haven't done a whole lot. Crockett's scored, scored a couple of touchdowns. He's run hard. You know, I, I think the keys with, with I think for Crockett the key is he's got to make more things happen with the ball. I mean, he got tripped up last week on a screen where he probably shouldn't have been tripped up and. I mean, that's just fundamentals. McCarthy preaches fundamentals all the time. And if Crockett, I think Crockett's going to run with higher knees. I mean, not to get too specific on you, but it's it's the little things like running with high knees that, that avoid those ankle tackles. So there's that and and pass protection, too. And, you know, in Green Bay's offense, it's no huddle. They're not going to swap guys out. They don't have a true third down back. So if Crockett starts a series, he's going to end that series. But if Crockett can't protect the quarterback, he's not going to play in. You know, catching the football is all well and good, but if first and foremost, first and foremost as a running back, you've got to protect the quarterback. And you know, Rodgers kind of hinted this week that that's kind of an issue with Crockett. Maybe not an issue, but at least a concern and something that he has not proven yet. This segment of Lockdown Packers is brought to you by PackerReport.com and Scout.com. Scout's fantasy site is host of the World Fantasy Championships, and our fantasy insiders have helped a lot of people make a lot of money. And if your company is interested in talking to men between the ages of 18 to 44, you really should be sponsoring this podcast. Lockdown Packers is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men 18 to 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are reasonable. Email me at packwriter2002 at yahoo.com to find out more. On the third down, a look at the defense for tonight's game. This will really be the as close as this group gets to being full speed going into the regular season. Safety Morgan Burnett's still out with that back injury. But Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers, who haven't played at all in the preseason, will make their debuts tonight. 
I mean, not, not a whole lot to look for there. Matthews has been terrific during training camp. Peppers is now a, you know, a rotational outside linebacker and a situational pass rusher, whether a linebacker or a defensive tackle. You know, I, didn't, I wouldn't suspect that those guys are going to play a ton of snaps. We'll stick with the linebackers, though. You know, this is a big game for, for both Blake Martinez and Sam Barrington. Martinez, the rookie, has had a really good training camp and played better that second preseason game versus Oakland than he did versus Cleveland. But a really good test for him tonight with the 49ers based on personnel and scheme. First of all, it's the quarterback, Colin Kaepernick. He's one of the biggest, fastest, strongest quarterbacks there is. You'd like to, and honestly, you'd like to see Martinez get a chance to, to go up against him one-on-one in the open field, see all that does. The 49ers also have a terrific running back in Carlos Hyde, a big, powerful back. Again, another physical challenge there for Martinez. And, and it's the read option game, too. Martinez is a, a is a obviously an intelligent guy, but this is going to test him in every which way imaginable. I mean, he's going to have to, to read the dive, you know, read the quarterback run, and tackle some big athletic guys. So a, a, this is going to be a really good test to see where he's at. I mean, there's not a whole lot of read option on the schedule, but there, there is Marcus Mariota, the Titans, coming up midseason, so it's nice to see that kind of athletic quarterback. As for Sam Barrington, this is his chance really to solidify that spot alongside Martinez. Uh, Jake Ryan, who held that spot throughout the offseason in the start of camp when Barrington was out, missed some time with a hamstring injury. He returned to practice this week, but really only practiced lightly for two days, and I, I wouldn't suspect that he's going to play. So let's see how Barrington does tonight. I mean, this... Kaepernick's the kind of guy who's going to challenge him, too. You know, Barrington's a big, physical, thumping kind of guy. He's lost some weight to get more athletic, but, you know, facing a guy like Kaepernick is, is going to be a great test for him. And you, you really like the intelligence those guys bring. You like the diversity with Barrington's physicality and Martinez's athleticism. I think it's a duo going forward, and they, they can prove that tonight. Then after that, it's really, it's really down the depth chart kind of stuff. Like number four cornerback. With Ladarius Gunter and Robertson Daniel leading the way there. Number four corner on the surface, you think that maybe not a big deal, but maybe a five to ten reps a game kind of thing. But look, Sam Shields hasn't played an entire season in his career, which means you're really one Shields injury away from your from your number three corner or from your number four corner going from a special teams guy to a guy playing, you know, 40, 50 snaps a game. So that's that's a big deal. And I don't think really any of those guys is, is really has really solidified anything. You know, I, I would I would think Gunter's the front runner just because he's proven I think that he can play at least a little bit against that in that Washington game in the playoffs. But I think right I think everything's up for grabs there. You look at outside linebacker with with Matthews and Perry starting and Peppers and Dato Jones forming kind of that next tandem. But but what what happens after that? You got you got Laurenti McRae, you got Jamer Elliott, even Kyler Fackrell. All those guys are going to make the team, I would think. But who's who's next in line is that that athletic pass rushing kind of guy. I thought it was going to be Elliott, who got off to a really strong, impactful start in camp. I mean, he was in the backfield all the time to start camp. Kind of tapered off. McRae's been fine. I, I don't think he's really set the world on fire. Fackrell's flashed here and there. Seems to be a guy who needs some seasoning, though. But I think it's Elliott's job, but he's got to prove it here at some point. Now you're looking at the undrafted guys, and this is kind of something we got into yesterday. So I'm just gonna—I'm not gonna go too deep here, but safety Kentrell Bryce can really solidify things here. He's a number one in all the special teams. He's got a chance to be the number five safety. And then going back to the corners, where really nothing has been solved between Gunter and, and Daniel, can can a guy like Josh Hawkins or Macintyre Dorland make a play to be that fourth corner? So 
it's it's young guys, young guys, young guys, and and don't forget D line too. Well, Kenny Clark's not going to play, I wouldn't think. So it's going to be a lot of snaps for guys like Christian Ringo, Brian Price, and Tyler Cooter to show that they are the guy to be that number five defensive tackle going into the season behind Daniels and Guyon and, and the rookies Clark and Lowry. Again, I don't think anyone's really grabbed that bull by the horns. And you know what? And if no one grabs that bull by the horns here pretty soon, Green Bay could be shopping, shopping the free agent market here come, some, come September. And fourth down, we'll be a look at the special teams. Front and center, obviously, is the battle of punter. The numbers are just fascinating here. When you look at practice, Tim Massey has outpunted Peter Mortel, and it's not even close. If you look at the two games, Peter Mortel has outkicked Tim Massey, and it's not even close. Someone's got to win this job, and I think it's going to be Massey, because if, you know, if it's just based on honest history, look, and we've talked about this before, the only numbers that matter in punting is your net punting average, and Tim Massey owns the, number, the top five spots of that at that stat in franchise history, including setting the franchise record last year. If he finally puts together a good game, the job's probably going to be his. And if Mortel punts well again, this battle will go on. And you know what? If none of those guys punt this well or punt well this week, they could bring in a new guy. There's a chance that runner, there's a chance that punter might not even be on the roster. And speaking about guys not on the roster, don't forget about long snapper. Rick Lovato, I think, has really responded well to when they brought in Jesse Schmidt as a challenger. Obviously, Schmidt broke his hand on his first snap. Lovato's done well, but hey, you're one bad snap from being on the curb, and I think Lovato's got to keep it up or he'll, he'll be in trouble here. You know what to help the punters? Protection. They didn't have it last week when when the left wing, Ladarius Gunter, gave up a block, and the right wing, Justin Perillo, almost gave up a block. In practice this week, Gunter was out, Bryce was in, Perillo kept that job. So those guys got to protect. Those guys in particular have to protect, really, but really that whole unit has to do better. How about kickoff returner? You know, that, that should have been Jeff Janis's job, but he's out with a broken hand. Then it should be Ty Montgomery's job because he did well last year, too, but they've been bringing him along slowly. Really keeps that door open for Trevor Davis, who was really good at Hawaii early in his career, then really good at Cal late in his career. You know, one good return by one of those guys could, could really make a difference. And really, whatever the position, just make a play. Case in point would be Josh Hawkins. Last week against Oakland, he was on the number three kickoff team. He made one tackle. This week, he was on the number one kickoff team at practice. Just make a play could be the difference between making the team or not making the team. And that'll do it for this cough drop laden episode of Locked On Packers. Be sure to check out the rest of the fantastic Locked On Podcast Network, which has the rest of the NFL fantasy and the NBA covered, and be sure to check out my writing at PackerReport.com. I'll have full coverage of tonight's game at Packer Report, and I'll also have a special Saturday morning podcast. Enjoy the game, everybody. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.